You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. You can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episodes, upcoming episodes, and even some giveaways. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan, Lauer spelled like lower. You can write to the Batman Book Club for questions or comments at thebatmanbc at gmail.com. The Batman Book Club is also a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanpodcastnetwork.com for a whole list of other cool, nerdy shows that all of us like to frolic about in our free time. And lastly, if you would ever be so kind, please take 30 seconds to rate and review this show. The link to the Apple Podcasts website for the show, where you can rate and review, is in the link in the description to this episode. And the more reviews we get... The more the word spreads, and as we all know, the word is panic. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about Batman Detective number 27. Now, that's different in not Detective Comics number 27, but rather an Elseworlds tale written by Michael Uslan and illustrated by Peter Snedgebjerg. I apologize if the name is mispronounced, and I can't review that alone. So, welcoming back to the show is the big cheese himself, editor-in-chief of BatmanOnFilm.com. It is Bill Jett Ramey. Hello, Bill. Hello. How are you? I am doing great. I am doing great. Um, it's a little early for me, usually. I know that you've probably been up uh, around for a while, but we're going to do this. Nothing like waking up and talking Batman. I'm good with that. Well, that's, yeah, it's nothing better than that. Well, maybe there's I've, some other uh, things, but we'll... This is a family show. Well, that's right. <laughs> it's a family show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the kids gather around the dinner table and listen yeah. to the Batman book club. It's yes. a joyous time. Uh, it's usually your thing, of course. So um, your float is to always talk weather to yes. open up any anything that you're on. So how is it down there in Texas on this Monday morning? Well, the last Monday in November. Yeah, we're relatively speaking, it's cold. It's it was about. 31 this morning and uh we're in a run for uh some cold weather over the next 10 days i think we're getting uh we're getting some 20s upper 20s this week but clear skies so no uh precipitation frozen or unfrozen but uh yeah it's 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 what we call what we would call cold here in north texas area so yesterday i came back from chicago i'm in northeast indiana right now maybe this is the closest temps our regions will ever be because it is 34 degrees right now okay and well, we are starting yeah. some snow okay and we are bracing for a snowstorm so okay. i'm starting to feel like our pal garrett grev yeah um we're having our first one first one of the season we're bracing yeah. for it so yeah for sure. That's I mean, okay. yeah, I, I think we'll at this point, we'll our weather will diverge 
when it comes to a typical weather for here and a typical or a typical winter for here and a typical winter for uh, the Midwest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was some good weather talk. Snow's yeah, coming. for sure. <laughs> I know people think it's probably like perpetually 90 degrees in Texas, but that, that's not true. So you have seasons too. <laughs> we have two. We have two seasons. We have two seasons. <laughs> yes. We have like winter and then we have summer and <laughs> spring and fall are very short. They just don't exist. Yes. Oh, great. Well, before we dive into the main event, you were on, I believe it was episode seven uh, of this show, which was only six months ago in what's mm-hmm. probably been the longest year of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you dropped then, as I always ask people, what their favorite Batman story is. So instead of rehearsing that, I ask, uh, what have you been reading Batman lately, aside from what we're about to talk mm-hmm. about? Oh, oof. Um, well, I read the stuff that DC sends Batman on film each week. I, I mainly read Batman and Detective. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that I've been keeping up with. Um, let's see. I picked up any. Oh, I read three Jokers, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read it. I read it as um, as we got each issue, uh, and then I I got the hardback, and I'm actually giving one right now. I'm in the process of giving a copy away on Batman on film. So All if right. you're listening and you're interested in a, a hardcover edition of Three Jokers. Whether you read it or not, just head on over to Batman on Film. You'll find details there. It's pretty simple. You just send in your information via email, and we'll pick a uh, winner at random. And I got the um, what was it? It's the the Detective Comics anniversary issue that was out not long ago, and the hardcover came in. Oh, let me. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the 1,027. Yes, absolutely. That anniversary so, one? Yeah, I was, and I actually, I had, I did not read it the first when it when it was out. So I got the deluxe edition, and it showed. I had forgot I ordered it, and it showed up on my doorstep. And uh, well, that's an awesome surprise. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going through that. So that's what I'm reading of late. Nice. So, have you? Finished the reread of Three Jokers? Yes, I have. You have. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, how does it read collected as opposed to that month? Because even though we were fortunate that it wasn't mm-hmm. delayed and it was, it felt like when it came mm-hmm. out, since it was on schedule, it was like boom, 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 story's yeah. done. Yeah. So it read well yeah. then, but in a reread and collected, how did that read? I think they always read better uh, collected, you know, as, you know, as a quote unquote graphic novel. Um, I kind of, with with three jokers coming out so quickly each mm-hmm. issue uh I didn't really mind the the gap because it was kind of like a cliffhanger and you knew that you were going to you're going to pick up and get resolution and then continue the story relatively fast so it's not like God, you know some of the others we've had where you get a issue you read it and then there's two or three four months go by if not longer, sometimes before you pick it back up, uh, like Doomsday Clock was hard. Doomsday to, Clock, yep, <laughs> it was really hard to to stay with for that reason. So, yeah, yeah, it I, again, it reads it reads great as a as a um, 
a collected edition, and it I thought it like I said it read it read fine as uh, individually because of the quickness between issues. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of love for that series on both sides mm-hmm. of this show. Of like, I loved it. I reviewed mm-hmm. it for Batman mm-hmm. on film. I think it gave mm-hmm. it a plus each each issue. Yeah. And then yeah, the the feedback after we did the episode on it and other people, it seems like majority of people really loved that story. It was kind of yeah. It was fun because it's a for me, it's you know unique and I guess that's kind of the first story since maybe court of owls that like, it was like an event for a Batman comic mm-hmm. white Knight took like maybe two issues. And then mm-hmm. it was like, everybody, are you paying attention to this series? And then before that it was maybe court of owls. And then I don't know before then. So I just thought it was like, it was really cool. It's almost like a, the dark Knight experience, but in the comics world, you know, yeah. it was just a, that was a lot of fun. And it seemed like, it seemed like mostly everybody was all on the same page of, I'm like, man, this is just, this is awesome. This is great. So um, more of that in the future, please, DC. Yeah. And then real quick, you mentioned Detective Comics 1027. Mm-hmm. The I knew the cover because they did, of course, a bunch of variants. And I knew the one cover I wanted mm-hmm. was by a friend of yours, Lee Bermejo, mm-hmm. who you always hear me mention how much I mm-hmm. love Lee Bermejo. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And... BOF contributor Javi Truio was such a gentleman down there in Texas. He found one, he got it, and he just shipped it to me and said, Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. I was cool. like, Oh my gosh, this is all that I wanted. Thank yeah. you, Javi. So I owe him big. Cool. Nice. You got to get that. Find, find, a, that needs to be a poster, you know? It does. Just about, just yeah. about everything. Uh, everything Lee does <laughs> could be a poster. So, you know, to me, he has. I don't know if you've seen actually coming out in January is the art of Lee Bermejo book with uh, written pieces like in between all of his is, I think it's going to be all of his Batman stuff. And like, you know, Brian Azzarello is going to have blurbs in there to write yeah. about and stuff like that. And it's just going to celebrate all of his, uh, all of his work and all of mm-hmm. his variant covers for Batman. And I cannot wait to see what's in that. What's in that book. Oh, that's, that will be awesome. I have, uh, a Lee Bermejo area in my office, and I have three. <laughs> I have three posters. It's a, it's three posters that he um or his artwork. I have them turned into posters. One was is the it's Batman. It's Bruce Wayne as a child. You know the laying oh, yeah. at his parents' feet and Batman behind him. You know I have that. Is I have that a Secret Origins cover. Mike thinks that's where it think- came from. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have the, the one that I gave away here recently on mm-hmm. Batman on film. It's uh Batman and Robin fighting his rogues gallery. Oh, that's so awesome. And then I have, uh, one of Batman and the Joker going at it by Lee. So it's great. Yeah. Uh, good deal. Yeah, like, and and now I've, I've, yeah, oh, I've gone on a Bermejo tangent, but when did you interview him in person? Mm, it was a Comic Con, six two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. I think it's two thousand and six Comic Con. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, I, you <laughs> know, but I was I still, um, you know, shout out to Lee if he's listening. Um, we 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 touch base quite often. So because you know we both love Batman, we both love, and we're just mm-hmm. obsessed with the Batman movie coming out. So we. You know, it's like, have you heard anything about, you know, you heard anything? It's, yeah. man, it's like typical fan stuff. You know, it's not, it's uh-huh. like, man, 
how many times have you watched that trailer? <laughs> you know, yeah, things like that. <laughs> Can you believe it was only the only? It's like twenty percent of the movie they pulled that out of, and you know, so yeah. Well, Lee's cool dude. Uh, well, I have said the story many times, but I'm eternally grateful to you, sir, because you helped me get to sit and have a one-on-one with him last year, which I will not forget that I've gotten to tell the story on your show and write yeah. the interview for BOF. And that was awesome. And how, cool. and he was, he was so down to earth and cool yeah. and he had a plane to catch cause he yeah. had to leave the country and yes. he was like, no, I'm good. Let's go ahead and talk. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, thanks Lee. And yeah, he was great. He answered everything mm-hmm. and totally answered that whole, what came first, his design for Heath Joker or yeah. TDK Joker. And he yeah. said it was a BOF exclusive. It came first yeah. from him. It was. And you know, so, he got a lot of, he got a lot of grief on that back then. And now it's like revered. It's like, a you know, you know what I mean? It's just completely yeah. 180. It's like, it's his fault that, uh, that they had a <laughs> non perma white Joker with a, with a cut smile. I mean, come on, man. No. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. That could be a whole show. All right. Well, let, do it. Uh, let's move along here for a book called Batman Detective number 27. And released in 2003, it's a more, I guess you could say, hard-to-find book. You can basically only find used versions of hardcover copy or a trade copy. I don't think it is available digitally. It's an else Again, it's an Elseworlds tale. It's not mm-hmm. Detective Comics number 27. And this was when you were on the show mm-hmm. uh the first time, mm-hmm. usually after we're done recording, waiting for audio to load, I always ask the guest, hey, if you'd like to come back on, just tell me what story you'd like. And it didn't take you long to pick this one. So can you tell me kind of why is it that you that this was the book that came to mind? Well, I am a history nerd. I was a, I was a history teacher for 30 years, along with being a uh, football coach. And... Um, I love historical fiction as well, not just, you know, straight up history, reading history I like, but I like historical fiction. And this is historical fiction because it's, um, there are uh, real, real live, well, I say live, well, real people who are no longer with us or are part of the story. And it's, you know, set in the years before, you know, it, wait, there's a range. It starts, you know, it's like at the end of the Civil War. Uh, 1865 and it's, you know, goes up through 1939 and on the eve of World War II. And it's just, um, you know, you, there's everybody from, I mean, for the likes of, uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt to Teddy Roosevelt to Babe Ruth showing up (laughs) in, in this, uh, in this story. And, um, I, I, that's probably the main reason of the history historical aspect and i think it's a pretty clever take i mean the whole thing you know to turn detective number 27 which is the where batman came to be in 1939 and then to turn turn that into a title of a um batman story and give detective number 27 a literal meaning you know Mm -hmm. and yeah and to do it um in a very clever way with, with, like I said, all the historical characters and just the timing, you know, the, you know, um, it's set in 1939 and, 
uh, that, you know, it, it all ties into Bat when you know Batman first uh, uh, debuted in that original Detective Twenty Seven actual comic. So I thought it was pretty pretty clever, and I'm quite fond of it, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, once you get to kn- once you get a little peek behind uh, the curtain of the life of Bill Ramey, I think this really makes sense in how how you like it why you like it so much because mm-hmm. uh, because of the history aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then of course your friend, Mr. Michael Uslin yes, as well. Of course. It has yeah. a nice personal connection to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And Michael I think wrote it. I, yeah. I, I put this one off. So did you read this right when it came out in 2003? I got it. I don't think right when it came out, okay. but I, uh, you know, it's always with Batman movies. Will always kind of, especially in those days, kind of always bring me back to the comic book store, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Batman Begins came out in two thousand five. I went back to the comic book store again, just like I had done in eighty nine, and um, I found this at the comic book store and picked it up for the first time and read it. So yeah, so I, not too long after it came out, a couple years. Well, my first time reading it was just this year okay. when you'd proposed the idea to yeah. me of uh, writing mm-hmm. up an article about it and comparing yes. it with Batman Batman Begins for mm-hmm. Batman on film. And actually, it was a gift from you. So, hey, yet again, thanks, Bill. And I think I'd put it off for a long time or put it off for so long mm-hmm. because uh, my somewhat snobby brain was kind of like, well, it's not it's it's Bruce Wayne. It's not Batman. Mm-hmm. I've got my twenty dollars. I like I need to buy a book that's got Batman in it too. And I think that was just kind of where my mind just kind of kept going. And I think something that I'm really enjoying, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, I guess the, this show is benefiting me and hopefully benefits other listeners. Cause it, it gets us to dive into books that maybe we've looked past, haven't heard of, have uh, deliberately skipped absolutely. over. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so though I like, I enjoy like the last episode was, uh, one of your favorite stories, Batman Hush. And those are the crowd pleasers, the blockbusters, all that yeah. stuff. But then I like when the next guest brings up one I haven't read in a long time or I haven't read before, which has happened. Both of those cases have happened for the show before. And so I I really like that. And so this, you're choosing it, got me to read it for a second time. And it's a really cool, like you said, of a, his, you know, alternate history, the point of Elseworlds, but mixed in with actual historical facts. And I, mm-hmm. I like that too, because I've been, I'm nowhere near, nowhere near like a history buff, but I've always, you know, growing up, I did well in history. I liked it because it was just storytelling and just mm-hmm. learning the facts of history. And I always enjoy that. And I always enjoy, you know, different periods of, uh, of history and looks. And so in, in this, it's like the art is a contemporary art talking about historical a, a different time in our history. Um, yes. and, and I think what I really like too is um, Michael Uslan put the, you know, the footnotes on the, in the very back. That, so, yeah. I was going to bring that, that up. Was awesome. That, that is awesome. That's, I was going to say, that's one of my the most favorite part, favorite parts of the whole book is going through the footnotes at the, in the back for sure. Yeah. And I know the first time I read it earlier this year, because I don't, 
you know, new stories, I don't dip to the back at all. I avoid, I don't want anything spoiled just in case. And mm-hmm. so when I got to the end, I saw all those and I was like, oh man, I need to do this next read. I need to do the flip back and forth. And I did that this time around. And it was to know, like rereading for this show it was nice. It complimented for sure of, I kind of know where the story's going, but I don't. And also to go, okay, this piece in history. Oh, that was true. Oh, this was true. And it helped connect yeah. some pieces in history. So I thought that was, uh, that's just such a great, unique bonus. Yes, I agree. It's um, very well researched, you know? Um, Michael does a great job with these sort of um, historical fiction graphic novels. He's he's done others that did not include Batman as well. So um, uh, Michael's a history history buff as well. And you can tell it how, how researched it is and how detailed it is, you know? Yeah. Well, that, I think I was going to say, not even necessarily ask, but just kind of assume that he was a, a history that he loves history too, because whenever yes. you've talked, spoken to him and posted it uh, like an interview on the podcast for your website or write up, it just seems like he can just go into story mode like that. Mm-hmm. He just loves to yes. tell tell a story of looking back on like, Oh yeah, this story. And obviously the, the documentaries on the, the four Batman movies that have the, the extras and you know, he's on those and he tells like, he's a good storyteller, I think. And of course it, it only works better that he's the stories he's telling is Batman involved, but I think it shines through, through these pages or through this story as well. I don't think I like, I don't want to break down in case people haven't read this. I don't necessarily want, and we don't need the time to go through page by page yeah. by page, but to just highlight some of the, some of the aspects. And I think it was a really, it was a cool idea when you'd proposed it to me of connecting this with Batman begins. Cause there are some similarities of like, we kick off the story kicks off with uh, president Lincoln and how he's going to go to, to a show at the theater. And I mean, most of us should know what that means. Mm-hmm. And the way that what is revealed is that this is a, a plot by a, a dangerous group called Knights of the Golden Circle. And one of the Secret Service members, I think he's a Secret Service me- member, Alan Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he advises Honest Abe not to go to the theater. Yes. And, yes. Okay. And it... The end result that we all know, he's the president's assassinated. And then Pinkerton ends up creating, you know, this, uh, the secret society of detectives. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of a, we don't know the link of that per se from the beginning. And then we do like a time jump from that to Mm -hmm. 1929, where we get the, the death of the, of Thomas and Martha Wayne. And then back to the, you know, 1860s. Then back to 1939, where Bruce Wayne is returning back to Gotham. And when you start to piece it together, you start to realize that there's a secret society of detectives, and each detective is assigned a number. Well, then you start to click on it of like, okay, hold on a second. I get this now. And there's a part where Bruce is, he's in the study, and it's right before he ends up going and becoming a member of the secret becoming detective number 27. And I think it's a great take 
on he's in the study. We all know this scene. Mm-hmm. This is the I shall become a bat moment. And he closes the window and a bat flies into mm-hmm. it and smacks the window. And it's like then he walks out the room and basically that's what where he then starts his journey to become detective number 27. Yeah. Parentheses, Batman in a different form. Yeah. It's so it's, I mean, it's just like the, um, the, from the, I believe what is Batman number one in 1940, where they had the first, the first story of, uh, the Batman, who he is and how he came to be. And it's, it's who, yeah. Yeah. And it's almost, and it's drawn exactly like that. So the artwork favors, um, Bob Kane's maybe's artwork <laughs> from <laughs> from that issue, and uh, and it's just the irony or the you know the the twist of fate that in this in this universe he closes the door or closes the window. I'm sorry, and the bat smashes against the window and doesn't crash through like we've seen in other like year one or whatever. It just mm-hmm. you know spat and he says stupid bird and walks out of the study and. <laughs> Uh, you know, and so the chance for the Batman to come to be in this uh, incarnation, uh, he it misses out, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, it's fun too having a little fun with the art on that. Cause as it says crack and it smashes into the window, it's even an oval and then the yes. bats like fully spread out. So it yeah. is like, it's a bat signal. It's a bat yes. symbol or something like that. Yes. Like, well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got our Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So, and as the story kind of like develops, it's the, this. so that's like the first third and the rest of the way is him kind of, we see how this, there's this long plot by the Knights of the Golden Circle to ultimately um, fear gas, um, poison the entire city of Gotham and that they'd, they'd Correct. planted seeds. It was so crucial that opening scene with, with uh, Lincoln, because that was kind of the beginning of, like we're planting the seeds for this to sprout this plan to sprout in 75 years, AKA 1939. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's kind of like Bruce's just, you know, detectiving for the rest of the story to uncover this on stop and stop some of the, or stop this from happening. And I think I, I, I mean, it sounds like childish, I guess just say, I like it, but it's a cool. And I said dense, um, I say it's a dense story because for me, I just feel like there is, this is 92 page story. And I feel like there's a lot in there. There is, there is. And, you know, and and there's the, you mentioned the going back and forth, it kind of lays the seeds and just, you know, I guess it's worth mentioning that the whole, the plot is a, is, is Confederate sympathizers have organized this, this, uh, this powerful group who plans to, um, you know, uh, destroy Gotham city and uh, mm-hmm. at some point in the future and, or, or not some point, they tell you exactly how many years was it? I mean, from 65 to 39, 75. So 70. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just coincides with, uh, Bruce returning and becoming detective 27. So, um, it's a, it's a, also, a very, it's a, it's a different take on Alfred but it's also very much the Alfred we all know from how Alfred is usually presented in the comic books, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's a spoiler to say that, um, I mean, he's still the same. He did, he did the same thing. He, he raised Bruce Wayne, right. You know? Mm, so, yeah. and he was the, 
worked for the Waynes and so forth. And um, I don't know. I mean, how, it's Alfred. How, how, we know how, on the on the oh yeah. How, on the surface, yeah. he's the butler. He's uh, he's the father figure in Bruce's life. But then we know he has a history of being, you know, a spy or some, yeah. you know, a badass. Like that's yeah. that's Alfred. How, I think how, all of, how how spoiler are we, we going to get on this? I mean, you can say whatever. I mean, we'll just give a spoiler yeah. warning now, okay. uh, I guess. But go ahead, say. Well, I won't say. say whatever. I won't say other than that. He's also Alfred is part of the he's part of the the Pinkertons this group of detectives this secret group of worldwide detectives as well, and mm-hmm. and they partner together you know and you know I mean also I mean a lot of Batman references and Batman family type of stuff Batman history stuff there's Catwoman is in it um, mm-hmm. and she's very much Catwoman we all know right I would say. Uh, um, there's a version of Robin. There is, we see Hugo Strange. We see the Scarecrow or Jonathan Crane, I should say. Um, we do see a Scarecrow. You know? And there's um, even Joker in, 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 mm-hmm. in a, a form or or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of references to Batman lore, Batman mythos. And I will say, um, and I even asked Michael about this before and uh it it does leave open the possibility you maybe he does become batman at some point you know Mm -hmm. um it's it's open-ended um at the end and i'll let you read that for yourself to find out because um it's uh i thought it was kind of cool you know there's there's part of me you know you read you read something sometimes things I want a sequel to that. I want to see where the story goes, but sometimes it's just some things are just better left the way they are. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember um, Christopher Nolan telling me one of a conversation I had with him, you know, that that's one of the great things. If you watch his films, they kind of end leaving you wanting for a little bit more, you know, think about, yeah. Uh, think about inception and so forth. And, I was just going to say Inception. Yeah. That, I could, that yeah. everybody's point is valid on whether the top drops or yeah. keeps spinning. Yeah, and it's like the story continues in your imagination, you know, however you want to take it. And I think you can even say that for um, the Dark Knight trilogy, you know? Where, where where does the story go? There's not a need for another Batman after the Dark Knight Rises because, uh, well, I should say another Batman in that in that universe of Batman. Because, um, you know, it's it's the story's left open ended. So I like that kind of stuff too. So I, I did, you know, he. I asked him, "Do you have do you have an idea for a sequel to this?" And he said, "Well, I have ideas. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever do it though. So, and I don't know what those ideas are because I didn't. I wouldn't want to know because I would want to. If, if he did do it, I'd want to read it and be fresh. So." Um, maybe one day, maybe not. So to me, in my imagination, and I, I think that I'd like to think he does become some form of Batman, you know? So, and he has Alfred and then there's Catwoman and maybe the, maybe the unit, that world kind of comes to more of a, uh, you know, the stereotypical Batman world that we know. So, 
And if not, maybe it's something else. I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities where this could go. And that's one yeah, of the good things so, about it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because uh, that is fun. Though, I mean, I guess it took me a long time as a kid and in realizing for some things of that point you just kind of referenced of mm-hmm. sometimes leaving stuff open, not frustratingly left open, but kind of like the story can continue. Uh, like that does play out really well and you can build something. You can almost trick yourself into, I want another, I want a sequel. I want a sequel. And you've written that sequel in your head to where what you do get, you're like, Oh, well that, but really bums me out. And it's like, see, that's kind of, sometimes it's good that things are left open a little bit. And I think for this story, I don't know where it would go, but it can totally support that. Like this happened. And that's how Bruce or Batman was able to hit the ground running when he finally Mm -hmm. did suit up because he's Mm -hmm. basically, he'd already gone through his boot camp. And now he's just putting on a suit and, you know, mm-hmm. playing in the shadows and stuff. I think when you mentioned all the other characters that were mentioned, especially like the villains of Joker, Catwoman, Hugo Strange and Jonathan Crane. It's like I think also what's really fun in this is that we get a glimpse of them all like in their, you know, in their costumes, you know, in, in mm-hmm. their getup. The Joker is not dressed up like a clown, but there are images with his smile and stuff that, like, oh, yeah, he Correct. definitely looks like. Um, what is it? Josiah Carr. Josiah is Carr. His, is that yeah. His name? <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's his, Jack and, Na- we'll, and there's Jack Napier in it as well. Yeah, that's right. And Jack Napier. And then when we see when Catwoman, she comes in with like the the mask. It was at the the fundraiser. You know, cause yeah. there's always one yeah. in the Bruce Wayne story. And she comes in the the throwback. Definitely like her introduction costume of it's almost like a dress. And there's a lot of, you know, there's some leg showing, but she's got the cat mask on. And that's mm-hmm. also kind of gives her position away in the story. And then we get, though Jonathan Crane is the, Dr. Jonathan Crane, we do get a glimpse of the scarecrow from him. True. And then Hugo Strange yes. looks like Hugo Strange, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty um, easy image to, to show, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have, so have you spoken at lengths about this with, Mr. Uslan? I mean, like, not super, super detail about it, but mm-hmm. just, you know, I guess on the surface type stuff. Um, and, I, you know, I did ask about a sequel, and he said, well, I have all kind of ideas, you know. Um, you know, it, it could, like, it could go or he does become Batman, as the one we know, we know and love. We're also, in, in this period, we're, we're about to have World War II, so it, beco- it could become some sort of, wartime spy thriller type escapade, you know, uh, yeah. In Europe or whatever. So there's all sorts of ways it could go. And especially if you're, if you're basing it as a piece of historical fiction. So yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I, I I would love to see a sequel, but and again, we go back to do we really need one? You know, it's such a, it's kind of, it stands on its own. Yeah. I didn't know if there were aspects of this story that maybe that that you yourself had like wondered. So since you've got a you've got a bat line to the yeah. source, if you're um, like, hey, I've got a question. I, he about he this has he has mentioned before, and I think he's he, he mentioned it to me, and and I think anytime there's a discussion because he's part of the Facebook the Batman on Film Facebook group fan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so he'll um uh there's an explanation for. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight in this? Yes, as well? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. 
what that means. And it, and it's, um, it's, it's clearly, it's his take on what that means and how it fits into this story. And, and it, it makes perfect sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that was another thing I was going to mention too, is I, I, I think as a, I mean, as a Batman nerd, of course, when that was first mentioned in here, I was like, oh my gosh, that's from Batman 89. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, of course, also, it's it's such a like, wait, hold on. Is that is that true? Like, is that what that really means? Is that, yeah. is that what that's supposed yeah. to mean? And I'm looking for that in like the in the footnotes in the back and everything. But I really liked that that almost being like the the evil group, the Knights. Mm-hmm. Um calling card so yes. to speak and like their yeah. motto and stuff yeah. and i think that plays yeah. out really well in the story at all the both in the past and the present of the of the story too oh absolutely and it it it, it makes sense completely you know mm-hmm. and every time i hear that now i think of i think of what it meant in detective 27 number 27 mm-hmm. the graphic novel because it if you think about it in terms of batman 89 it's not the same thing, you know. You know what I mean? It can't be. It's yeah. you know, it, it's it can't. Um, there, there's some foreshadowing to to the the, the dastardly, big, uh, evil plot uh, it ties into that phrase in in, in the graphic novel. Um, mm-hmm. In Batman '89, it's just more of like the joke. He just he just says it because. What's he say? He thinks it's cool or whatever. He always he asks it all of his prey. So I just like the sound of it. I just yeah, <laughs> and I think that's I think that's just what it is. It just kind of sounds cool and jokery, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, in that movie. You know, because I've always like, what the hell does that mean? You know, yeah. does it mean anything? Uh-huh. And I think in '89, <laughs> it really doesn't mean anything. You know, but now it does. Yes. It means it means oh shit, we got a, a death plant <laughs> about yeah. to pop out in the city. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the idea you'd proposed to me um earlier this year was basically its uh relatability to Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'd heavily focused on was the the plant itself, uh Death Tura, mm-hmm. I think. It's what it's called, Detura, and it's like a blue plant, and it kind of mm-hmm. like sparks sparks fear. It's used to create like a mm-hmm. fear gas. Gee, that sounds familiar. And then also, it's induced by uh, Jonathan Crane. Mm-hmm. Gee, that also sounds familiar. And I think I totally escaped in my my write up the the whole long a an almost like an evil society um, that is you know, planting seeds for the future to sprout. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the league of shadows in Mm -hmm. Batman begins too. So I don't know if, uh, Mr. Uslan had any kind of insight on what Batman begins was going to be. Well, he did. We know that he does, but if, if it was like, if that inspired his story or if this was like a story that he'd just come up with on his own, but I'd never considered the fact of, well, I guess when I first read this, the idea was like, think about how this relates to Batman mm-hmm. Begins. So I guess, did you, because you saw Batman Begins before you read this, mm-hmm. did you have connections in your first reading? You know what? I'll say this. I mean, if you look at it on the surface, you go, yeah, that's like the same thing. But they are done. It's very different, uh, even though they are very much alike. 
And within yeah. within the context of each story, Batman Begins, the movie, Detective Number Twenty Seven, the graphic novel, that that same uh, you know uh, poison flower turn into a gas that, and we're going to use it to destroy a city is completely. It's just it, it's different. It's just different. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I I never in my mind, um, you know, thought. Well, it's just it's just the same. It's the exact same plot line as Batman begins because it's not not in the terms of the story itself and how it's used within each. So similar, yes. The same, absolutely not. And then if you if you watch Batman Begins, if you read the, the graphic novel, they're different. They're two different deals, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think both stand. Uh they stand on they their stand, own right yeah exactly yeah. yeah stand they stand strong on their own and i think just as long as <clears throat> excuse me the as long as anybody picking this book up knows you're not going to get a cape and cowl that way they're not setting themselves up of like that's their almost like that's their criticism mm-hmm. of the story you know it's because then it can be like well then it's, sometimes a story isn't you're expecting it to be one thing and it's not. So then it's almost like, well, it's not getting a valid review. How does it stand as a story? And as a story, it's like, Oh, this is a, this is a strong, really cool story. And we're Correct. still with Bruce Wayne the entire time. I mean, Bruce Wayne rises. This is Batman, but there's a lot of Bruce Wayne in there. Like it's a Bruce Wayne movie. I think dark Knight rises is for sure. And it's like, and it's still yeah. a really good Batman story. So it's, it's, uh, he is very much, while we don't see Batman, he's very much the Bruce Wayne that we know. And there's also the the two Bruce Waynes. There's the Bruce Wayne who's driven, you know, this time he's Detective 27. He's still out to avenge his parents. Um, he's still out to do good for Gotham City. Mm-hmm. He's still out to um, uh, fight crime. And we you even get a glimpse of, of the public Bruce Wayne and, and it as well, especially, you know, at the fundraiser party, you know, uh, yeah. women are kind of swooning over him and he's acting like a, you know, a bit of a cad and, and that's, and that's just kind of, but that's not who he really is. So there's even that, that aspect in this as well. You just, and it's very Batman-y, Batman-ish, Batman-y, I don't, a lot, lot of it. And there's some, you know, there's so many references, some of them, I mean, um, I mean, some of them are subtle. Some of them are are um, pretty blatant, like um, like Batman, uh, or I should say, Batman. Bruce Wayne uses a bat at one point, a baseball bat, yes, to take, to take on uh, <laughs> some some bad guys. And um, uh, Babe Ruth says, uh, "Well, you 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 sure are the Batman, or something along those lines," you know. So. Well, now we need me to start it. calling you the Batman, you know. And when the babe speaks, you yeah. listen. Yes. So he gave him the name, the Batman. Yeah. That, so I totally meant for forgot to mention when you were listing off other characters that we get a uh, a Man of Steel spotting even yeah. in this story. Yeah. With uh, old FDR himself giving him a you know a big showing, and yeah. I think that that strengthens the idea that you'd already proposed of like the story continues, he could very well end up becoming Batman because the idea of a superhero is out there. It's in this universe and it's Superman. 
Well, yeah, and he, Superman yeah, came and, first, and then yeah. Batman can come. And so. he has he has a bat cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, it's yep. <laughs> basically the same bat cave as we always you know, that we know. So, um, you never know. You can. I'll just. I'll use a Nolan a Nolan phrase. You can. Um, However you want it to go in your mind, take it there. Use your imagination, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Now I'm going to th- think about that. I'm going to write a I'm going to write a story. You're going to write <laughs> Detective a, number a fan- 27 part 2. Yes. <laughs> uh let's let's uh pick your brain on do you have a favorite part of this story? <laughs> I think when you when you first mentioned that at the beginning, I was I was going to say it may be the dead gum uh, at the end, you know, the footnotes. But then we talked about the footnotes, I, 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 and that's just that's just the nerd history nerd in me coming out. Um, yeah, we're all nerds. Like we've um, all got our things, you know. <laughs> I think if, if if I had to pick one thing out, and I like the whole thing, so I want to say that um, probably. Probably the alternate take on the moment he could have became Batman where he shuts yeah. the window. I like that part. You know, it's mm-hmm. the same, you know, uh, criminals are superstitious and cowardly lot. You know, it's the same, same wording, same lines, uh, you know, I need dark, terrible disguise, whatever. And, uh, and just by fate, he, someone rings the, the fricking doorbell and, <laughs> yeah. and makes him leave the study. And whoever this asshole was prevented us from getting Batman. So he, to hell with he that did. guy. A yeah. lot of people died because of that, because of that dick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's also somewhat symbolic on, and this is me just totally reading into it. I know, but it's like a window closes, but a door opens. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, he closed this path, but ended up going this path. Yes. And this path ended up being detective number 27. Exactly. Exactly. Which now I'm fully convinced turns into Batman. And and, and now that you've mentioned that, the, uh, uh, you know, the window, you know, window door closes and the other one opens up. And I didn't think about it that way. I mean, I don't know if you read into it or not. It's it's that's pretty that's pretty cool, though, as well. Yeah, because that's the moment he becomes Detective 27. So, yep. Uh, I didn't have to say, I think my favorite part, which well, it's always funny. Um even people that know. So when I first started the show, I just sprang it on people because I wanted mm-hmm. to just kind of be like instant reaction, what comes to mind. And then I felt like that was kind of a, that was gotcha journalism. And so I would give the heads up beforehand of like, Hey, I'll ask favorite part and favorite panel, which is coming up next, but always get kind of the same reaction. Like you had right away. I was like, ah, <laughs> because a lot of it, people are choosing stories that they love to talk about. Yeah. And if you love one thing, how can one like one moment shine more than the others? And if in something that you love, like from beginning to end, I think for me, it would be the uh, baseball, the baseball game. I love the I love the sequence with the baseball game. I baseball to me and especially like here in looking at the, you know, it's a historical game. It's Babe Ruth. It's like, yeah, well, Babe Ruth was kind of the first baseball player I'd ever, I'd ever heard of. And growing up, I was a massive baseball fan uh, and followed baseball. My dad and I watched baseball all the time, even if it wasn't like our team or anything, I just loved baseball and it's dwindled since then. I've become more football heavy as an adult, but I think that for me, it's just like, it's kind of, 
I mean, it's weird as I, can, I don't know if it can fall as nostalgic, but it definitely takes me like just baseball, classic baseball makes me think of that stuff. And then the way that the events unfold in that sequence, I think is just a lot of fun. Yeah. And like you said, Babe Ruth calls him the Batman. So, Hey, that's fun. <laughs> yes. So then the next part would be a favorite panel bill. Uh, favorite panel. Ooh, man. Um, I, I, golly, I, I, maybe the stuff, maybe the, at the end, okay, there's a twist. I'm not going to give a twist away. And maybe it's that point where he's, Bruce Wayne is learning the twist. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, I think so. Kind of the, the look on his face. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we didn't even hit on the twist, but yeah, I'm glad that we that we didn't. So are you talking about like page 90? Yeah. That, that, yeah, that. Th- that's a good image. Yeah. Yeah. That's got some, like, to me, it's got some Darwin Cook in it. Yeah, it does. I, it's, I, it, the artwork remind me a lot of Darwin Cook. Um, also, you're, you're trying to... Is a bit of trying to capture the the look of a 1939, 19, the 40s comic books, you know? Yeah. They're not as um they're not it's not definitely not Jim Lee. You know what I mean by when I say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't but mean that in and like Jim Lee is I'm talking style and yeah. detail. It definitely fits into that, that Darwin Cook because Darwin Cook yeah. has such a classic a classic feel. Nobody's saying that it's worse or better than Jim Lee's. It's just different. And it's a really respected and really cool looking uh image. So yeah, I, I get yeah. that. And I think I think that's that's pretty good. So I was torn between two, but I'm gonna say one because I didn't ask favorite panels. I said favorite panel. And page twenty-three, the middle panel is Alfred and Bruce in the cave. And they've got their flashlights and that there's bats flying around and stuff. And I think I always oh, choose. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I always choose when it comes to like a favorite panel. I don't choose like a heavily action money shot or any usually mm-hmm. for stories. It's if I was presented one panel and it would spark a story in my mind, that's the panel I'm going to go with. And like just looking at that image. Yeah. It's kind of like I can, create a, I can create a story before and after of like, oh, yeah, if you just saw this, you know. It's because Bruce is fine in the cave and he's like, Alfred, I think I'm going to make it a back, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I just think it's, it's colored. Well, it's uh, stylized where it's in shadow and stuff. And I just think that's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great. simple, but I, cool, simple, but cool image. Yeah. And yeah. And he's not yet knowing what direction he's going to, he's going with his, with this, his mission. Yeah. But it's going down the route of Batman pretty quickly. Until that mm-hmm. doorbell rang, that son of a bitch rang that <laughs> doorbell. That, that son of a bitch. <laughs> and I know that that sounds like, uh, like a little the little detail of like the cave, like the pointy the pointiness of the cave on the ground and on the the roof of the cave and stuff. It's just like small touches, but it definitely is atmospheric. Of like, oh my gosh, that's a that's a cave. And I guess like you just said too, and maybe this is like looking too much into it, but especially with a character that we love of Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. and moments where he's like trying to find his purpose, trying to Mm -hmm. find his route. It's like, that's just relatable for everybody as a human, no matter what age you are, nine, 20, 
30. I'll get to 40 one day. It's coming up fast, but um, I think those kind of moments are, are really cool too. I would say it, it also kind of just for me, a, a cap on this and, and, and something that I would tell someone who said, well, Batman's not in it. Well, it reminds you that who's really important when it comes to Batman is Bruce Wayne. It, it, Bruce Wayne, you know, there's Batman and yes, we love Batman, but it's Bruce Wayne, you know? And it's, yep. it's, uh, if you don't care about Bruce Wayne, you have a hard time caring about Batman. And yep. uh, th- this makes you care about Bruce Wayne. And it shows you how great of a character Bruce Wayne is. I mean, look, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy is about Bruce Wayne. It's, you know, it's not necessarily about Batman. It's a Bruce Wayne story. So um, it just makes for some uh, compelling, it's a compelling argument. Excuse me. It's a compelling argument to say, no, it's really all about Bruce Wayne. And I, you know, uh, almost every actor who, who has played Batman will tell you that. Uh, Keaton has said that. Um, uh, Bale has said that, uh, uh, Michael Uslan has told me that many times. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Nolan told me that it's about, it's about Bruce Wayne. And this is a story that shows you how important Bruce Wayne is. Yep. It's just like in a movie of, we like action and spectacle in a movie, mm-hmm. but if you had two hours of nothing but explosions, you'd be mm-hmm. over it by like 15, 20 minutes. It's like, yeah. no, we need the small moments to care about the big moments. So to care about the Batman moments, we need the Bruce Wayne moments. Like we just do. Cause then we yes. care about the man behind the suit and not just yeah. the suit. Cause if, if you only care about the bat suit, well then everybody should be happy that John Blake's wearing the bat suit or mm-hmm. Dick Grayson is in the comics or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's totally John valid. Paul Valley and whoever else, you know, it's, 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 that's, it's always with me. It's hard for me to get into a story if it's not Bruce Wayne playing Batman and that's the thing or not playing Batman, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, and that would be, well, still say, well, do you like Batman beyond? Yes. I like Batman beyond because Bruce Wayne is still calling the shots, you know? Yeah. Yep. He's still, you know, he may not physically be able to, to put on the suit and go out and do what he did years ago, but he's the mastermind. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to take Bruce Wayne out of it and still be Batman. And that's just me, you know? No, I think that's, I mean, it's, it's true. So, uh, you are not alone. Uh, lastly, mm-hmm. would you like to see this in an, uh, animated form? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. As a, as a movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I could see it, them doing it. I don't know if they will. It's not as well known as say um, like, well, you know, Hush or Gotham by Gaslight or um, The Killing Joke. Some of the ones they've done, you know, uh, that have been riffs off of uh, the comic books. You know, the Dark, well, The Dark Knight Returns, Year One, of course. Those two were just straight up right out of the comic books, you know, just turned into a movie. I think definitely you could do something like this, like they did with uh, Gotham by Gaslight for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to alter a little bit. You have to t- you take some of the meat out because it's, uh, well, I don't mean the meat, but just the, 
you said it's a dense story and it is. So you would have to adapt it for, for a film, but yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. Absolutely. Do you think I just, yes, I would throw Bruce Wayne in it and I'm, I'm there just like you throw Batman on something and I'm there. And I think the, the history aspect of it all too, would be really cool to see um, in, in a, you know, in a contemporary style, like mm-hmm. it's, just like so like this story if it was if it was created in like 1950 and that style of comics it's harder for me to latch on to like that art and that look and stuff but it's like mm-hmm. if you still tell a story of 1865 with in a comic book style of 2020 i'm very i'm in because i think the look and stuff is really cool so yeah and there's such a a cool like oh man they could do a brave and the bold style with this didn't uh lincoln show up in braving the bold he has yeah okay so i mean pff, yeah just make an abe series and then have yeah. batman pop in or bruce yeah. pop in and adam <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd be in i'd be, I'd in. be in as well so final thoughts on batman detective number 27 bill oh uh, wow one of my favorites um i would highly recommend it anyone listening who has not read this, pick it up. I highly recommend it. Uh, even if you're not a history nerd, uh, it's a great Bruce Wayne story. Um, it's a great uh, Batman lore story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Batman um, references, bat references, and I'm, you know, Batman type, uh, Batman's history, Batman uh, mythos, and so forth. And um, I think it's an underrated borderline classic of the Batman Elseworld stories. I, it's a lot better than than some of the ones that are we've gotten. It's just a little bit underrated, and I think it deserves a little bit more recognition. Here, here. I think it's a very strong story. I was ignorant in passing it up for a long time because I said, oh, there's no Batman in it. Well, then I'm... No thanks. I'm going to read something else mm-hmm. for a long time, but I'm glad that I finally this year, this year did read it because it's a Bruce Wayne story, and we're all here for Bruce Wayne. And I think what is definitely nailed here is it's an Elseworlds story, but Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne is Bruce Wayne. He's just there's just different, different uh, pieces of history happening mm-hmm. around him, and everything is really cool and it works really well. And of course, we sprinkle in some of the some other known characters that we that we also uh, love and enjoy watching interact with Bruce. So I think it's a, it's a really good story. It's not as accessible to find just like on DC universe or digitally, but you can, you can find used copies in good shape online. And I mean, you'll spend 15, you know, 15, $20 on mm-hmm. that. So it's a, it's slapped with the Batman book club, uh, golden sticker. If yeah. you will, I if guess you like are, Oprah uh, does. I'll yeah. do it too. If you are someone who likes to have a Batman library at your house and you don't have this one in there, you got to get it in there for sure. Yep. And you got to read it's it. I just don't just don't put it in your library <laughs> yeah. either way. Read this read the damn thing. Bill, I bought six copies just so I could put it on a shelf. Yeah. I cracked one of them open. It's like, well, you're defeating the purpose. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks for the support. Well, Bill, this has been fun. Thanks for thanks for coming back on. Coming back oh, on the show. Yeah. We'll have to do this again. I gotta think of something. Oh, yeah. I like the more uh, obscure type stuff. I, I, I do, like we got to do. Uh, I think I called dibs on 
Batman number 251. We need to to discuss the Joker's five-way revenge. I know it's not a graphic novel. It's just a single issue story, but it's a classic. We got to talk about it. Given your position, I think you've called, you called dibs on two things. That issue, which Mm -hmm. is totally allowed. Nobody's picked just one issue except Mm -hmm. for Ryan Haas. When we did our uh, October, we did uh, Halloween stories and he picked a single issue, but nobody else has. And it's totally, that's fine. But you also chose Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, that's something I would like to, uh, so yeah, you, you've cemented your spot, your return. Okay. I want to talk to people with stories like that, that was released and got it when it was released at that time. You know, it was like, I was, I got it when when it came came out. out. Sorry. Not to to age you. (laughs) I got it when it came out. But like, what was it like then when you got it then and stuff? And that would be a a fun discussion. So uh, plug away, sir. What do you have? What do you have to plug? Um, just, uh, I mean, check out all the stuff at Batman on film. It's not just all me. Uh, it's, uh, folks like, uh, your host here, Ryan Lauer, who, uh, reviews, reviews Batman and does other stuff, uh, DV movies and Blu-ray and all, um, he talked about, Oh, look up his essay on, um, uh, comparing Batman begins to, uh, detective 27. Um, it's on Batman on film somewhere. Uh, just do the, (laughs) just, just do the search. You should be able to find it. Just, yeah, you could Google Batman on film, uh, Batman Begins, Detec- Batman Detective 27. I guarantee it'll show up there. So check that out. Let's see. Um, I'm doing the three Jokers giveaway. If you're interested in winning that, that's going to run until next Friday. So you got about almost two weeks to get your name in there. And uh, that's on Batman on film proper. And um, follow me on Twitter at Batman on film. And we're, I mean, just I'm waiting for more news from the Batman to come out. So as we get closer here, we are, we're close to 2021 and we should start hearing more and more as the next year rolls, uh, rolls along. And hopefully it's more of a normal, a normal damn year than this, this year was for goodness. Well, sake. As, as you've said now, these past couple months, uh, the fact of no news is good news when yes. it's come to that production. So yes, I'll take that's it. What I said. <laughs> uh, no news is good news. Absolutely. I'm good with the silence. So again, Bill, thanks for being on. As I said at the top of the show, you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram. It's at the Batman BC, and I'll let you know of upcoming episodes that if you want to do a little bit of homework, you can dive into that, as well as when new episodes are released. And also, like I said, if you wouldn't mind, be take 30 seconds out of your day, hit that link in the description of this episode to help rate and review this show to help spread the word on Batman, because it's Batman. For Bill Ramey, I'm Ryan Lauer, and until next time, read more Batman comics. Mm-hmm.